Cinema Obscura. It's the little movie that turns 60 years old this year, and for horror comedy fans, the good news is the film is in the public domain. Now, some may be scared away by the title, but this feature has a charm all of its own. I'm Steve Nikhazy, and I'm joined by independent Philly filmmaker Andre Bennett. And from 1959, Andre and glorious black-and-white director Roger Corman brings us a story of beatniks, artists, poets, and murder in a bucket of blood. How do you like that title? It is a great title, but it's also kind of misleading. Actually, no, it's not, because there is a bucket of blood in this movie. Never mind. It's actually very literal. Yeah, the rumor has it that uh, there was a promotion. If if somebody brought a bucket of blood to the theater, they would get in free. That sounds more like a William Castle gimmick, but it also doesn't sound like it would be too outside of mm-hmm. Corman's method of operation there. Yeah, they had a lot of, a lot of gimmicks uh, with movies back then in the 50s and early 60s, and the movie poster – uh, featuring several cartoon panels, which is kind of kind of lets you in on what the movie was really about. It reads, you'll be sick, sick, sick from laughing. Yeah, that was a pretty good tagline. Also gives people an idea that despite the title, it's not really going to be too visceral mm-hmm. or too, too horrific. But yeah. it's a fun movie. And also the uh, star of it, Dick Miller, just passed away recently. And he was one of the legendary that guys in Hollywood. We Uh talk about the character actors who you see everywhere. His career was just full of just these character parts that always livened up whatever movie he was in. Yeah. I guess to his dying day, which, as as you mentioned, was recently, he always said the movie deserved better than the meager budget that it had. Yeah, only 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And the story largely wasted on a throwaway film that developed a life all of its own. It did. And it also paved the way for Corman to do Little Shop of Horrors after that which ended up spawning something much bigger decades right. down the road. Right. And this movie, was it was done with that, that 50K budget, as you mentioned, and also leftover props. Yeah, they were leftover from another teen movie. And American International said to Corman, hey, we've got this. Can you do it? And he said, sure, but I don't want to do it. It's just like a straight-up horror movie. So he and the screenwriter, Charles Griffith, were working it out. And Corman wasn't too sure if he could do comedy, but it's very funny. Not to give too much away, but this guy works in a beatnik bar. Yes. And he has some trouble with a cat. (laughs) Yeah. Dick Miller plays this very meek busboy named Walter Paisley. And that name itself would take on a life of its own. But he accidentally kills his landlady's cat while looking for it because it's stuck in the... It's stuck in a wall Mm -hmm. and he tries to cut it out but accidentally kills it. And he has this clay because he's been trying to sculpt but he's not really a talented artist but he wants to be because he wants to fit in with this art crowd and this beatnik crowd. But everyone just looks at him with disregard and disdain because, you know, he's just the bus boy. But he hears these voices telling him to use what he has at hand which is this cat. So he covers it in plaster and voila, dead cat. <laughs> and it still, it still has the knife sticking yes. out of the side. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just like this goofy premise, but for all of its like 66-minute running time, it's like a get-in, get-out kind of movie. You know, yeah. It did not overstay its welcome. Yeah, uh, some critics say some of the scenes are rushed, but hey, it runs a little over an hour. Yeah, so. I honestly don't think it's that rushed. I think it's paced – Pretty perfectly. I feel like maybe it could have been 10 minutes longer, but I thought that the way it plays works really well. 
to add much more might pad it out unnecessarily and just make it feel a little lumpen. It's very yeah. fleet and it's actually quite clever and a lot of it feels like it could still play today given today's, you know, influencer culture. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, because I was just watching the Fire Festival documentaries recently on Netflix and Hulu, this kind of scammer underbelly, because everyone in this movie feels like they're all like these beatnik characters in a way, even though everyone's kind of playing it straight and it feels a little more natural. But they're all still, with the exception of the one character, Carla, who also works at the coffee bar and who uh, Walter has a crush on, with the exception of her – Everyone feels like they've got an angle or they've got something to sell or they've got something to try to scam out of because you've got the poet who's all about, you know, his whole aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. The opening really sets the tone for <laughs> it that. Really it really does. And then you've got the owner of the place who figures out fairly early on what's going on and is kind of horrified as it goes on. And then you've got those two beatniks who are like, our Greek chorus of sorts mm-hmm. who are just like – they have these uh, wonderful one-liners. There's a couple in the clip that we have. But they're also just sort of kind of ambling about looking towards the next high. And then you've got someone else who is not what he seems mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So everyone has kind of a, an agenda or it's just not on the level in some way. We mentioned the movie is in the public domain. I think the quality of the prints that we're seeing yes. available online, it's stunning how good it really is. Yeah. I found one that someone had uploaded in high definition, and it looks wonderful. Yeah. The way this movie has held up, especially being in the public domain, is marvelous. And the shadows and everything that uh, that the, the director used, very effective. Yeah, everything is very sharp. And the thing that I really took away from this movie is that even though Corman's legacy is largely built on his work as a producer, he was a really, really good director. He didn't do it nearly as much, but between this and a Little Shop and his Poe movies mm-hmm. and the one Lovecraft movie that somehow gets labeled a Poe movie, he really was, I think, kind of one of the more underrated directors. Mm-hmm. He's so good and he's wonderful with actors. Everything just feels natural in a way, even in this heightened arch tone. Let's get to the clip. Yeah, in this, Walter is fielding questions about what he's going to do next, and he's figuring out that he's going to need to kind of go bigger, but he also has only one way to really kind of keep making sculptures, which is kind of horrific. (laughs) Here now from a bucket of blood. Walter, what are you going to make next? A dog, baby. Or a bird. How about a few dozen cockroaches from your room? Hey, man, why don't you make an elephant? I, I got a new one. Great. What is it? It's a full-length life-size figure. Crazy. What is it called? Uh, murdered man. When do we get to see it? Oh, anytime. Hey, that's a pretty far-out name for a statue. I saw a statue once. It was called The Third Time Phyllis Saw Me, She Exploded. What kind of a statue was that? I don't know. It was made out of driftwood and dipped in fluoric acid. Very wild. <coughs> What's wrong, Leonard? Nothing. Nothing at all. It's the food in this dump. Oh, man, you should try the sorrel sewer. They got wheat germ bagels. Too much. Excuse me, please. I think he really is sick. So who isn't? 
from a bucket of blood. <laughs> yeah, this movie is pretty wild. Also, uh, look out for a young Burt Convy for those of you who are into old game shows like I am and have been. He went on to host Super Password and then co-created and hosted Win, Loser, Draw. I actually met him once at a Win, Loser, Draw taping, even huh. though he was only there as a producer because Vicki Lawrence had taken over as host. There used to be a toy from the 80s called Mr. Game Show <laughs> that was kind of built in, uh, along the, along the line of, of his image. <laughs> yes. and so uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. A bucket yeah. of blood. And the movie, again, is easily screened. Yes. I'm sure you can find it if you want a physical copy. You can find it on at the online retailers or in stores. But it's very easy to find on YouTube. Just search it and you'll find a variety of uploads. Like we said, it is in the public domain, so it's available to watch legally that way. Yeah, check it out. As we mentioned, there's no graphic gore no. despite the title of Bucket of Blood. So uh, easily screened to check it out. Parting thoughts this week? I'm just glad to do this one. It's always a gas, as they say. If you, uh, if you guys want to get in touch, we are on Twitter at C Obscura Pod. If you've got any questions, comments, suggestions, or just want to talk about movies, we're right there. Thanks, Andre. Thank you, Steve. Cinema Obscura. And I'm Steve Nikhazy, along with Andre Bennett. Cinema Obscura is recorded and produced in the KYW studios in Philadelphia. For more shows, check out the new Radio.com app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thanks for listening. I am proud to say my poetry is only understood by that minority which is aware. Aware of what? Why not of anything stupid, just aware.